the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon at 12.06 on this Tuesday. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I want to welcome in everyone tuning in. We also do our uh, live feed. It's the Noon Report on Facebook. Just find my page. It's John DePietro. Actually, these days we're using uh, R.I. Juan. Juan News. But anyhow, go to Facebook. You can type it in. Find it. Good afternoon. Everybody tuning in. Thumbs up. As we begin, hopefully, what will be yet another successful broadcast. Folks, this portion of the program, on this Tuesday, December 14th, that's right, it's hard to believe. You know, when you look at the calendar, so a week from Friday, a week from Friday, this Friday is the 17th. A week from Friday is Christmas Eve. My goodness. And then gulp, a week from Saturday is Christmas Day. It is, as a matter of fact. So two and a half weeks left of this 2021. And I want to, uh, this is a good opportunity to remind you to stop into Rhode Island's number one garden center in its PR landscape materials and garden center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Folks, Juan leads by example. I was there the other day. Yes, I was. This is where we got our Christmas. You know, actually, because we have two different rooms, uh, sometimes it's nice to have Instead of one big tree, you just go with smaller trees and you kind of spread them around. And they have all of those. They have the potted live trees. They still have some balsam Fraser for a left. Uh, they have beautiful custom handmade wreaths, 10 to 60 inches in size. They have Christmas swag. They have mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets. It's incredible. Christmas crafts. Uh, they have unique birdhouses. You know, that makes a great gift picture someone you know who's a bird lover um and it's so nice people uh, a lot of people enjoy having bird feeders bird houses right outside maybe you know your window where you have breakfast and then as you're having breakfast in the morning you watch all the little birds in there they have custom made sleds with local artists they're open every day look for them on facebook it's pr landscape materials and garden center steve and debbie and junior and byron pop in and see them i was there as i said uh, Sunday was great because the Patriots uh, have the bye week. And so you could get a lot done. My goodness, you could get a lot done. Well, folks, good afternoon. Now, right now, as we speak, uh, it is 12.08, 12.08 in the Ocean State. I want to direct you. Stop it and see our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're open right now. So they are located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. Couple of reasons to go. Number one, they have the Wandy Italian, Wandy Trays Italian pastry that is just fantastic. Um, they also have delicious calzones. And at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, which you can find on Facebook, and they're open right now until 2 o'clock. They have the Let's Go brand and donuts that have just rocketed. So they also have, if you enjoy um, a, Italian candy, they have the, the Turin is what they call it. Let me get the correct, correct uh, pronunciation. But um, Ron makes it. Everything is baked fresh. And it is, um, can't, hold on. I, I, I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it. Is it, uh, oh yeah, Tyrone, Tyrone, excuse me. 
Tyrone, T-O-R-R-O-N-E. He makes it, so it's nice and fresh. Stop it and see them, and it's delicious. Uh, honey, sugar, egg white, toasted almond, and it is just delicious. Stop it and see them, folks. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, for lunch, you may say, well, Juan, I still need to have lunch. They have delicious calzones. They have sandwiches. They have uh, everything. Great menu. Everything fresh. Stop and see them, but especially the Let's Go Brandon Donuts. The Let's Go Brandon Donuts. Ron and Melissa. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Of course, you can mention that you are a fan of the program. Folks, I want to direct you uh, to the website, to Pedro.com. If you missed it, boy, the gang violence in the city, can we still say that, is really heating up. Uh, I was out last night, one after dark. You know, and, and by the way, those that tuned in, uh, I meant to then do another one, but then we got caught up and I, I saw someone that I had some information for me so I ended up then I was running late but we did do it for a while <clears throat> there was another gang shooting in Providence last night excuse me Mayor Lorza gets upset every time I say gang shooting and says uh, they don't like the word gang you have to say groups of people groups of people that's right so but if you check the website we have the video that uh, we have unique story and no one else had the live feed there last night. You see, we also t- spoke with the Providence police. We have that. We also have what I think is the best theory so far on what happened to uh, our friend, poor little Maya. So we have that story. And then we also, there's a Let's Go Brandon store right on Post Road in Warwick, right off of Route 37 across from Gilmore Furniture. The Let's Go Brandon store, which is huge. And there's a lot more. The story on the homeless in Warwick. And then how Nelly Gobea, I think, is going to uh, win the primary. It's a happening if you go to the website, Dimitro.com. Now, uh, tomorrow, Governor McKee is going to have a briefing. Juan will be there. We'll see. Maybe I'll be the one to crash this time rolling around on the ground. But Governor McKee is going to have a press briefing. And this time, it has to do with um, COVID restrictions. COVID restrictions. Let me get the exact uh, wording of it. Governor's office tomorrow. Now, I also think it's interesting. They're, they're doing this at the state house, and in front of the state house are all these progressives and these other people that are sleeping out, playing homeless. But Governor Dan McKee, Rhode Island Department of Health, comprehensive set of actions to address an increase in COVID cases, alleviate pressure on a hospital system, and on top of that, same time keeping schools open for in-person learning. And preventing economic disruptions to small business. So that's going to be tomorrow with, um, uh, all right, wait, hold on. Give me, uh, I will call you. I will call you. We're going to have a special guest in just a moment in uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. We're going to talk to our friend. Uh, uh, 10 minutes, folks. Um, from, uh, hold on. Dun, boom, boom. Our team. Yes, I know I'm live. Okay. All right, there we go. Uh, because only because I want to get to uh, this story that Governor Raimondo is in the news. And this story is not positive. For those of you that are Raimondo fans, you may want to cover your ears for this next story. But it's uh, really starting to break nationwide. Commerce Secretary's husband is top executive at tech firm funded by the Chinese government. Whoa. Now, watch this. Watch how. Ready? Here's the prediction. Kreskin. Good. All right, Shane, bear with me, Shane. We're going to talk to Shane in just a moment. God, I'm so glad he's calling. I'm so long overdue to go in and have some drinks with Sh- at Shane at uh, Saturday Revival. But the local media, you watch, there'll be a blackout in the story. 
Gina Raimondo has major financial stake in a fund uh, in a firm funded by the Chinese venture capital firm. So now I've already heard I spoke to with one member of the media. They're going to um, ignore the story. By the way, folks, share that you're watching. They're going to ignore the story because. Because of the longstanding relationship they have with the governor. A venture capital firm backed by, good, the Chinese government, major investor in an artificial intelligence company that counts Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo's husband as a top executive. A conflict of interest as her agency works to counter China on the world stage. Uh, Daho Capital, based in California, but established with the financial backing of the Chinese Communist Party, is one of the main funders of PathAL. An artificial intelligence firm that employs Ramundo's husband, Andy Moffitt, as its chief people officer. Doha Capital has been invested in PathAL since at least 2017, when it joined five other funders to contribute $11 million worth of seed funding for the startup. It's unclear how much they have invested in PathAL, a private company. But they say it features biotech health investments. They were established, funded with the help of the Chinese government, trying to penetrate Silicon Valley. Neither Raimondo refused to comment on the investment. As Secretary Commerce Secretary, Raimondo is tasked with managing the U.S. business relationship with countries across the globe. She has emerged as one of the most pro-China voices in the administration. In September, Wall Street Journal interview. Ramundo said the United States should strengthen economic ties with China, arguing robust commercial engagement would mitigate any potential tension with the global rival. Wall Street Journal reported Friday, Ramundo's agency was pushing back on efforts by others in the Biden administration to block Chinese technology firms from working with American companies. Ramundo said Thursday she would not urge U.S. companies to spool sponsorships from the Beijing Olympics. Ramundo's ethics agreement to serve in the Biden administration bars her from participating in any member matter that could have a direct predictable effect on the financial interest. Um, let's see. Uh, CIA, Biden administration is now investigating this. Republicans are calling for a full investigation Commerce Secretary Raimondo. Wow. And then they have another thing where they raised the capital to $15 million. Then the company got $60 million. Raimondo's Commerce Department has provided a lifeline to a company closely tied to China's brutal repression of the population. In August, they approved license application. Wow. Now, folks, this is... Um, Republican senators uh, calling on various individuals. So this is breaking. And someone else sent me a story. She is really under fire right now in uh, in Washington. And the Biden administration is getting incoming from um, from, uh, you know, the the ties on this. So this is uh, a developing story. It is a developing story. And I want to just. Uh, double check and bring you the latest folks again um, I for those that are, that are because I do know the governor was uh, born and lived in Smithfield so if any Smithfield listeners uh, but they this this story is blowing up and um, 
when you start to get Wall Street Journal and Republicans are calling for an investigation, this could end up being uh, very difficult. Folks, she may end up, wouldn't that be interesting if she ends up back in Rhode Island and then uh, says to McKee, I changed my mind. I still want to be governor. That would, no, she, that can't happen. <laughs> that cannot happen. But uh, again, this is a developing story. I do have it. <clears throat> I did um, share it on the Facebook page. But this is an explosive controversy that is uh, happening right now with um, where. And, and you know what also caught a lot of people? The U.S. won't push companies to pull out of the Olympics. Why is Governor Raimondo not encouraging companies to do that? So this ties to China seem uh, very, very odd. Folks, um, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Tim Johnson, the Johnson family, Propane Plus, heating and cooling located, two locations, Rehoboth and also in East Greenwich. Call Propane Plus today, the leading provider, Propane, 508 252 3359 propane plus in massachusetts and also in rhode island 401-885-4209 now as i mentioned tomorrow governor mckee is going to have his uh latest press briefing and someone that i want to uh, put on the air who i want to give him credit he is not afraid to speak up he does not pull punches he says what he means and means what he says and uh, it is our friend Shane from Centerdale Revival. And uh, we're going to talk to him right now, folks, on the John DePietro. Folks, there he is. Joining us right now is our friend Shane from Centerdale Revival. Good afternoon, Shane. Good afternoon, John. How are you? I'm very well. Anxious to hear your thoughts on Governor McKee and this big uh, Department of Health briefing tomorrow. Absolutely. So, first of all, John, I appreciate the call. Glad to get on. Absolutely. And, uh, hear, hear your voice. You know that you're doing well. Yep. Prepare for a great Christmas season. And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously there's, uh, you know, there's major concerns from our community uh, regarding uh, the governor's message and uh, what may come tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we've uh, we've spoke the League of Rhode Island Restaurants and we've gotten together. We're going to be a little proactive, I think, about this this time. Um, And we're not going to sit back and allow what happened before to happen again. Shane, what are, and again, you talk to a lot of restaurant people, uh, this business, and we don't know what he's going to announce tomorrow, so we don't know, but you're saying, what What are some of the things that just out of the box are unacceptable to you in the group? Well, I, I think, John, at this point, um, you know, we're going to give the governor the benefit of the doubt for the moment to see what exactly it is he have to, has to say, uh, and we don't want to put any uh, work or thoughts in his mouth. Um, but I, what's unacceptable uh, is really any infringement on the businesses. Uh, we saw what happened last year. Uh, you know, it's uh, my opinion that, uh, you know, whatever they, whatever the mandates that were put in place did more detriment than they did help. Um, and that's proven time and time again. Yep. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, the position and the stance that we took. Yes. And we'll, we'll be even firmer at, at this point in our stance. Uh, and, you know, I think the, the group as a whole now understands. I think there were a lot of, you know, uh, uncertainties. Yes. But at the end of the day, um, you know, freedom is truly the, the driving factor. And the, and the people have the right, John, the public has the right to make the choice of, of what's best for them, just like in any situation. 
Uh, and again, if the mandates worked, if all these different things that the government tried to put in place worked, then why are we still in the position we're in? We're in the position we're in because the news cycle just won't let it quit. You That's turn, right. You turn the TV off and, and, and you talk to your neighbors and real life is real life. I mean, it, it, I don't think much has really changed. I just think it's hysteria that's continued to be created. And there'll always be another variant, John. This is, they're not going to relinquish this power. We're still under a state of emergency. Yep. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Folks, again, we're speaking with Shane from Senator Revival. Shane, are you dusting off the plexiglass to get it ready to hang again in the restaurant around the bar? Well, I'll just say this, John. I don't anticipate <laughs> to see any plexiglass. Now, here's the thing. And what about, Shane, here's my thought. Let's just say you and I get in the car and we head to South County and it's the summertime. And whether it's Narragansett or Matunic, whatever, you see stores sometimes that say no shoes, no shirt, no service. Why doesn't the governor say, listen, if you're a business and you want to put up a sign that says you must wear a mask to enter the business, then then so be it. That's how that person can run their business. If you have other stores and restaurants that say, I don't want to require people to wear masks, then why are they going to maybe force? You know, I just don't think you and you have a great staff. Someone gets up from the bar, gets up from having dinner at Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. And then one of your people have to say, oh, excuse me, if you're going to the men's room, you have to put your mask on. Yeah, I mean, just 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 in the thought, John, is it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. You know, again, we can the, the, the debate is, I mean, there is the masks aren't what they claim them to be. Right. That's a. That's a proven scientific fact. We can, you know, but the, but the government and, and especially here in Rhode Island and even you know across the country at this point, they don't deal in fact; they deal in fear. Yeah. And that's the constant that's been going on. Um, and you know, again, at this point, I think the governor should really be focused on other issues uh, in terms of the economy. Uh, in terms of you know, uh, we can sit down and talk about it. We can talk about a lot of different things. The last thing we need as a state or as a country are any more government-imposed mandates or any more negative effects on business or the public as a whole and, and, and infringement on their rights. And that's where we're going to stand. And we're not going to, I can promise you, John, you know me, there will be no back down, at least from me. <laughs> oh, and, I believe yeah, that. I, I believe you, that are in that boat. You don't have but, to convince uh, me. I believe you 100%. Right. And, and, I, and it's proven. John, I, and I'll do it again. They do not have the authority to impose these mandates if people are willing to say no, we're just not going to tolerate that, mm. and uh, and you know, and we, we were proof of that. We're not going to we're not going to uh, we're not going to sacrifice our freedom, John. We're just not going to do that, folks. Again, we're speaking with our friend Shane from Senadale Revival, and Shane, you know, as you talk with so many different restaurant owners, you're one yourself. You know, people are struggling. Something I also want to mention: you never hear the governor talking about people need to go back to work, and it remains a big problem in tourism in your industry and that is to get the amount of workforce in order to satisfy and be able to you know run a successful establishment and compete effectively right yeah and and, and we've had talks with the governor I, i've spoken with him personally recently and you know it was his sentiment on our conversation that you know he had he wanted to roll out his small business initiative and you know he wanted to to uh you know have our input on a few different things and we, we you know we brought some ideas to him and that's why i have a hard time thinking he's going to do anything negative to impact small business uh but again you know there's a lot of things at play in the state there's a lot of things at play at the federal level and uh you know I, as a person i don't think dan mckee you know wants to be in the position to to do that but again i don't know what decisions are going to be made uh and again i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i hope tomorrow that he you know he um 
he navigates this as best as he can without impacting, uh, you know, uh, businesses negatively or impacting the rights of the people. And, uh, you know, we'll give him the opportunity, but we will not stand by uh, and, and tolerate uh, any type of dictatorship like what was brought on uh, to us, you know, over two years ago, almost two years ago now. And, and again, folks, we're speaking with our friend Shane from Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. And Shane, what does concern a lot of small businesses is, and you know it, if it was up to the Department of Health, they would shut everything back down. Uh, everyone's got to go back into their house, completely shut down the economy. They, there's no sensitivity for how difficult challenging and just brutal this has been on small businesses the the restaurant industry small business cannot afford more ridiculous mandates uh placed on it plain and simple absolutely not you know if they're so concerned john just shut the department of health down let them go home (laughs) i'm not sure if that's going to happen and shane before i let you go what is some of the things isn't it it's a ridiculous statement just like the statements they make it is it's a ridiculous statement that's that's how they sound when they speak what are some of the things that just you're hearing? I'm going to take the onus off, it, off you. Just yep. some of your friends in the business, some of your colleagues in the business. What are some of the things in their mind that are just non-starters as far as things that could be implemented? Well, I, I think, John, we've all learned and we've all done things. And I, and I think the public has spoken. If, if businesses do the wrong thing, and I've said this from day one, if we operated and we weren't operating in the right way, the public will speak because you're not going to survive. Right. Um, you know, we, we've put different things in place that we continue to do. Uh, I, I'll put our establishment up against anybody. We keep it. We keep it very, very clean. I would even consider it immaculate. Yes. I, I, you know, at any moment, I mean, you've been in the place. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Um, but we, we do that COVID or regardless. And I think most people who are successful, you know, operate that way. Um, our staff is, is you know, stays on top of everything. Everybody's, you know, uh, doing their due diligence to make sure that things are executed properly. Uh, all the, you know, businesses that I speak to, they're all working hard. They've been through enough. Yeah. A lot of them are not going to weather a second, you know, wave of something like this. Um, and, and, nor, and nor is it worth it. At some point, you look at it and say, well, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, eventually you'll end up with nothing. And maybe that's the ultimate goal of these people. But, you know, as long as we're here, John, we're going to continue to, uh, you know, operate uh, properly. But we're going to continue to fight for our rights. And we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be a first fight. Again, things that make sense, okay, that, that have common sense, everyone supports. But these these egregious acts of you know, infringement on businesses, on the rights of the people. Again, it's a week before Christmas. Now you want to come out with this again. It's it's insult to injury as far as I'm concerned. Mm. And uh, and I think many people feel the same way. And it's just enough. We've had enough. And, uh, it, you know, at this point, it's something we've we, we've got to learn to live with um, and, you know, move on. It's the seasonal flu. It's it's, it it's very, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. It's yeah. the, the, the time... The time for uh, craziness is over, and we need to really get back to reality and let people uh, make the decision what's best for them. If someone's concerned, you stay home. If you don't want to go into a place, you don't right, go. Right. Uh, but but again, it's that's that's the choice that they have for, for people to mandate or control or try to you know manipulate and control situations. Uh, that's that's no longer going to fly. I don't think, John. Folks, again, it's our friend Shane from Centerdale Revival. Shane, here's what we're going to do. Number one, you sound great. Two, I'm going to talk to you off here. We're going to monitor this. Uh, I'm going to follow up with you, but uh, there's a lot on the line with what uh, Governor McKee's briefing tomorrow. Shane, great job. I will talk to you uh, later on off the air. Thank you, John. All right, folks, there it is, our friend Shane, Senadale Revival. If you're listening right now, listen, he's the real deal. They run a a great place. My heart 
goes out to folks. These restaurant owners, and in, in they, they need our support. Um, people need to shop local. People need to support them. And I get what's what's going on. And, and, and we're going to, it stands, we have to wait and see if Governor McKee is going to stand up to the progressive members of his party that, and Shane is, is right on the money. So much of this is about control. So much about this is about control. Um, folks, in this portion of the program, I'll, I'm going to f- do a full tie-in, is brought to you by the Senadale Revival, Comfort Food and Cocktails. You know, the place is just terrific. Shane has a great staff there. Stop in. You just heard him. They are um, lunch or dinner. Uh, stop in and see them. <clears throat> lunch served Fridays and Saturdays. And then, of course, uh, it's dinner during the week. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence, the Senadale Revival. And also, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. I, and I want to touch on this situation with the progressive uh, members of the party that Governor McKee has to stand up against. Is brought to you by Henry Oil. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. This heating season, call them 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. And online at henryoil.com. Henryoil.com. You know, uh, there is talk. I want to give you an idea just how far uh, things are. Are, uh, are moving right now. And it's 1231 and you're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now you can listen at the website, DePietro.com. <clears throat> Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe has, uh, he did an interview and it appears in today's edition there. They cover Rhode Island, the Rhode Island section. And he interviews Nellie Gorbea's uh, former chief of staff, uh, Gonzalo Cuervo, and he's running for mayor. <clears throat> and one of his ideas that he's tossing around is that the city, imagine if he gets control of Providence, he wants to sell Triggs Memorial Golf Course and turn that into uh, 140 acres of land and build a new, na- a new neighborhood in, in Providence. So Folks, see, this is, I'll, I'll give you some problems I have with this. Now, number one, something that should, should concern people. And I, you don't have to live, you don't have to live in Providence because whoever the next mayor is, you can already tell how much it affects the whole state. And it does. Mayor Lors has been a disaster. And then, therefore, you know, Providence becomes very, very difficult. He, he to me, in my mind, Providence Mayor Jorge Eloja, he's not part of the problem. He is the problem. But now this next guy, now something that should concern people. He worked Secretary of State's office, Nellie Gobea. He's got the master voting list. And there are a lot of votes hidden in Providence. But look what their mindset becomes. Let's take a beautiful golf course, which it is, which is Triggs Golf Course. But they say it was designed by a um, white male. And therefore, they, it needs to be paved over Triggs Memorial Golf Course and turn it into uh, a new neighborhood. Now, you have to look at 
look who's moving into Providence. Folks, do you see the way they think? This is the same type of thing of, you know, we don't need Roger Williams Park. We don't need Roger Williams Park. So what we're going to do is whether it's the park or the golf course, let's pave it over and build more low-income housing. And, and you have to, who's, who's moving into the low-income housing? Folks, Rhode Island has one of the largest uh, populations of people from Liberia and also from Guatemala. So all of these plans, it's not enough that they've taken over the city. They want to add more people. You know, these 140 acres that this guy, that's all about votes. That's all about building even more power. He says, I want more residents of the city. Right now, the city is breathing. There's nowhere left to live. Because there's so many illegals streaming in. Now they want to get rid of the golf course. 140 acres of land. We're going to have a new neighborhood. And when they say new neighborhood, what they really mean are new voters. That's what they want. Now, I don't live, obviously, in the city, so I have no vote in that. But I'm telling you, it is unprecedented that he's running chief of staff for Gorbea. He's running for mayor. And she's running for governor. I'm telling you right now, I believe the two of them have a pack. And their pack is built on. They both have the master list. And right now, unless something changes, you watch. He will win the Democrat primary for mayor. And she will win the Democrat mayor uh, primary for governor. And folks, then, well, then you may want to sign up for a Spanish course at CCRI. Because then... I don't know the condition the state's going to head into, but I will talk about the governor's uh, press briefing tomorrow. I want to, again, direct you to the website, dipetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought by Brood Awakenings. Stop in and support them. Fresh ingredients, cozy environment, Brood Awakenings, two locations in Johnston, and then also downtown Providence, 100 Westminster. Brood Awakenings is also on Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, also Bald Hill Road. Stop in and discover the uh, the brood difference. Folks, you have nationwide, the inflation numbers are just rocketing right now. Absolutely rocketing right now. And it can't even, you know, keep up. But instead, look at the direction the Biden administration, the Democrats, and the media want to go. They want to go after the person we just had him the interview in the uh, the 11 o'clock hour, if you miss it, but our friend Mark Meadows, and we're going to have him back on, as a matter of fact, for another interview. But he's in the middle, and they're going, they, they are consumed. See, when in doubt, when in doubt, they say just mention January 6th. We need to take the focus off the inflation. We need to take the focus off the incompetence of the Biden administration. We need to take all the incompetence off of that. And we need to focus it on just keep bringing up January 6th. Just keep bringing up January 6th. But these are the latest headlines. Data hints Omicron cases posed to explode in the USA. Folks, they're going to use that. This, I, I, again, you know, who are the people that are in the hospital and, and dying from this? Uh, they want to have this in the schools, and you, you still don't have any school children on island. Hospitals worry will push past breaking point. Uh, five new symptoms, risk of dual infection. That one I haven't heard. America death toll near 800,000. 
one in 100 elderly perish. Is that really an accurate headline? When elderly people die from pneumonia, elderly people die from they fall and break their hip. Um, Pfizer has a new pill, protects against severe infection. Uh, NFL mandates booster for coaches and staff. Um, Boris warns restaurants could shut in the UK. Here we go again. Europe's biggest economy is on the brink of recession and the travel industry getting hit again. Can it take it? The answer is no. Um, Oh, this is interesting. Proud Boys regroup locally to add to ranks before midterms. Well, in order that to happen, you need to come out of the shadows if that's going to happen. I also see 38-year-old Rogers versus 44-year-old Brady for MVP. But anyhow, folks, but the the larger question has to do with what Governor McKee is going to do. Now, all of these, um, we we hope that he's not going to fall prey to the pressure that's going to be brought by all these liberal and progressive groups. And if you wonder the effect of the bias in the media, all you have to do is look at the coverage, the media coverage of these progressives that are playing sleep uh, homelessness and sleeping out uh, outside the Rhode Island State House. You know, last night at the Rhode Island State House, they had live music. They were all sleeping there. They had three dozen tents. Why are there no rules against this? If if the regular a regular person, if a regular group said, we want to um, camp out at the state house and we want to have live music, you'd have to get um, a permit, and you you would be told no, you can't do it. And for some reason, these people are allowed to do it. I'm telling you right now, homelessness is is not a problem. Oh, good. Let me see. Maybe we're going to get Anthony on from Coliseum. The, the business community. Uh, can you join? Anthony is terrific. I can call you. Folks, this is uh, this is a defining time for small business. Uh, and Chain is right on the money. There are leaders out there speaking out. Uh, Governor McKee has to look at the business community. And Governor McKee's going to announce tomorrow what the administration, a comprehensive set of actions in response to the rising number of COVID cases in Rhode Island. So it's a 1.30 news conference tomorrow. We'll see how many crashes they have, meaning people crashing in, rolling around on the floor that the media gets distracted on. The governor is going to be joined by health director, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, and also Commerce Secretary Stefan Pryor. The governor's been under pressure from the Department of Health to reinstate an indoor mask mandate. Now, we said last Thursday he's not ready to take that step. But now we're going to have to wait and see whether or not he's caving. Now, I I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if anyone knows what the answer is. But if he moves back into that, I think people are going to revolt. And I think businesses have a right. To be upset about what what is happening right now. Let me um, oh hold on, we're gonna um, let me get my friend. No, I will call. All right, uh, folks, bear with me again. It's the John DePietro show. We're gonna get. Uh, I want to talk to Anthony of Coliseum because this this is uh, never mind. You have New Year's Eve coming, and this is um. 
I mean, I, I, I really feel, uh, and, and keep in mind with Governor McKee with the, um, the $3,000 bonuses that he just wants to move on from saying it's a messed up, a misstep, excuse me. But let's get our uh, folks joining us. Joining us on the line right now is our friend Anthony from Coliseum. Good afternoon, Anthony. Great to hear your voice, my friend. Oh, I'm not sure what happened. All right, let me see if we can get him back. All right, folks, again. Uh, all right. We will uh, try to connect with him. We're trying to connect with him. Anthony, we're trying to call you. We're trying to call you, Anthony. So, all right. I think we're going to have him right now, folks. There he is. There he is. Hi, Anthony. Folks, joining us from Coliseum is Anthony. (laughs) Anthony, I want to just pick it up right there. You heard my conversation with Shane. And as a small business owner that's been trying to make it through this very difficult time, I wanted to give you the airwaves. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Shane did an incredible job, and I am part of the League of Rhode Island restaurants that Shane and others have formulated during the pandemic. The one thing I can say also is uh, I am one of those people, John, as you know, I I write the governor an email two to three times a week. I wrote the previous governor the same thing. I call. I wait 10 minutes to get through to someone, the governor's office. I know it's difficult for people to feel they need to do that, but our governor is trying hard to do the right thing and unless he hears from you he is going to be swayed by the loudest voices which right now i think might be the health department they are constantly pounding on the door i think of governor mckee as a man who has his shoulder leaning against the door to his office hoping to keep the health department and the appointed and contractual officials from deciding what our lives are going to be and as you said earlier on your show if it was up to them the health department we'd all be closed again for good oh yeah forever oh yeah we would never now freedom as my good friend shane pichet says there's a price to freedom now that price might be your time which should not be a very big price for anyone to have to sacrifice but it may be some money it may be standing up let's let's think how we got to be the freest country in the world. Unfortunately, we're sitting around like pawns and sheep sometimes, hoping the sky doesn't fall on our head. Uh, I I played tennis at my club today, trying to get back and to get rid of the COVID weight I haven't gotten rid of, okay? I laugh about it. I'm talking to the tennis pro I'm playing with. I'm looking around at all the people playing, and I said to him, do you realize that tomorrow this can all go away? We might have to wear masks again. Yes. And I said to him, and I'm not coming here anymore. I'm not doing that. I don't go to PPAC because you have to wear masks. Yep. Okay, now that is a personal choice for PPAC. Right. They made the decision as a business. I respect them for it. I think we should all be able to do that. So what I say to your listeners, my fellow Rhode Islanders, please let them know that we want our freedom and our life and our choice. A remedy exists. A remedy exists. It's here. But they move the goalposts on. And I'm not saying anything earth-shatteringly new here that anyone who is paying attention doesn't already know. But it's it true. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's true. The goalpost becomes 70% vaccine, yep. 80%, 85%, Now it's transmission again. Then it's hospitalizations. Then it's percents positive. Then it's deaths. They'll just keep moving it and moving it and moving it. And we're allowing it. Now, I'm a rule follower, John. I think you can tell your listeners that. You know me. I'm a rule follower. I'm a cooperative person. But they, my elected officials and my health 
officials who are appointed have broken my spirit as a person and a citizen. They've broken me. I was so stressed yesterday listening and talking about this. I'm so focused on it. I do watch all the numbers. I watch the data hub. I listen to the governor. I do my time. I've sacrificed and done what needed to be done. But I'm broken by this. And when I say me, I don't want anyone's sympathy for me. We. I am so concerned about my employees. I've already told them. I'm a little disappointed in them that they don't write emails to the governor. Because I said, when I have to lay you off, when my business, like the other hospitality businesses, are shattered and impacted by this, and you can't have your job for Christmas or New Year's or school, my industry, John, and you know this, employs mostly people who don't have a lot of other options right. to necessarily have the life they need for their children themselves. A lot of single parents, a lot of students, a lot of people who may not have been fortunate enough to have an education that gives them the big job. So we have to care about them. If you don't care about the business owner because you just think you don't want to care about them, care about the people they employ who are your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your nieces, and your friends. Thank you for all this time, John. I really appreciate it. And I'm sorry if I'm so tense. No, no, Anthony. I don't blame you. And on top of that, you know, Anthony, what's also really uh, discouraging from from, uh, Governor McKee is... He's saying, well, one of the reasons the hospitals are so is this short is short staffed is is because of the mandate. And he wouldn't even meet with those people. So, you know, Anthony, I come back to with the Department of Health won't get it. This is a free country. There are people that smoke. There are people that are obese. There there are there are cars without seatbelts. Yes, there are. Right. Like, where is this leading? We're suddenly now. I, I just don't understand. They're they're not going to be able to this whole business of keep people safe. That that's really not their job. I don't know when they they feel that that became their job. If their job was truly to keep us safe, then you wouldn't allow people to eat so fast food and everything we, else. Right. We we unfortunately didn't know anything in the beginning. Right. So we all deferred to the health officials. Yeah. We gave them a level of power and prestige that took them out of their offices and out of their laboratories. They're not supposed to be policy makers no. for our entire livelihoods. That's right. These are, and a lot of these physicians are not working physicians. They are scientists and public health administrators. That's right. We yes. have given them unlimited and unfettered and unchecked power over us. Why would they give it up? Look, I'm a nice guy, but I wouldn't give it up either. Yeah. Okay? It would have to be ripped back out of my hands. Please. Your listeners, my listeners, I know we're all consumer Christmas. I know we're a consumer New Year's. I know we're consumer our lives because it's very difficult to just get through every day for a lot of people. It's a lot of energy and everyone's trying and we have to have sympathy and understanding for that. But they don't even discuss anymore, John, the mental health issues, the obesity issues, the domestic violence issues that they all admit happen, but they want to institute again. They want to put us into that system of being spiraling downward emotionally, mentally, physically and financially. How much more can anyone take? Yeah. How much more can we take? I know their jobs are all over in four years. Their contracts stop in two years. They're not they're they're termed term limited out. The rest of us have to stay around. 
with That's the decisions right. and the disastrous choices That's they right. left us with. Yes. And Anthony, one more, and again, folks, we're speaking with our friend Anthony from Coliseum. Anthony, one more note I just want to point out, and especially that the nightclubs, we are so fortunate that young people have not been affected by this. Young people have not been. The, the state that is the most open in the entire country is Florida. And, you know, a lot of your customers are younger people. There's no reason to put restrictions on these right. young people it's unhealthy right. it's unproductive it's th- this whole business of one size fits all we're going to find so out the, tomorrow you know john the challenge with the students is this um as a nightclub owner i know this they will be put into lockdown in their schools if they are exposed to the virus so their challenge with exposing themselves outside of the school area because maybe the business owner and the state is not mandating that when they're out on their own but when they go back and have to test they will have to end up being quarantined so they're caught in the middle here what do i do do i want to be able to go to school do i want to be able to go out they're young people they're doing their best to navigate this. You're they right. need to blow off some steam. You're yeah. right about this. Now, now, if I can just continue for one, one second longer, too. What, what I'm hoping is, what I'm hoping happens is that our governor, as Shane said, we give him the benefit of the doubt. That he focuses on something new and not repeats what we've done that isn't having the effect. There is going to be massive massive non-compliance with a mask mandate therefore it negates any benefit if we don't have full compliance right. we all know this that's just science when they tell us to do it it's just math so why check another box that you checked before that isn't going to be followed you don't have the manpower to enforce it all you're going to do is pick and cherry pick a handful of businesses and find them and punish hard-working american dream chasing people who are trying to employ people and everyone else is going to continue on you're going to chase your own tail why not do what he's alluded to put a focus on bolstering the hospitals opening up that hospital uh, uh field hospital that they never seem to use call in the national guard give nurses that you let go a hundred dollars an hour to come back to work use the billion dollars in a way that doesn't just go where you want it to go Hmm. but goes where we need it to go to get us out of this be innovative and creative yep anthony listen i'm going to talk to you over the next couple of days great job keep up the good work and i will talk to you again by the way, I'm probably going to be up there at the State House for this one for the first time. Okay. There. I right. just want to stand outside because it's come to the point where I just got to be visible. And yeah. I hope others know it, too. All right. I will I see you tomorrow, to then. The I just don't want to see you ro- rolling around on the floor and in front of the governor the way that woman was last week. No. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old and out of shape. All right. Well, we'll play tennis someday. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. All right, folks, there it is, our friend Anthony. Well, you can already tell right now at 1252, uh, the business community is concerned. The business community uh, should be concerned. I'm getting, um, you know, folks, and some of the email that that I'm also getting raise a very good point as far as the the governor. To say that there is right now that there is a shortage of health care workers um that that part of that is the mandate uh last week thursday there were 22,000 tests um let's see 1100 positive percentage of 5.3 yesterday there were 
8,300 tests, 539 positive, 6.5, less people were tested. Uh, Ask the governor if he accepts responsibility for the staff shortage at hospitals because of the vaccine mandate. Mandates that never provided OSHA guidelines, mandates that lost in court, mandates that were nothing more than a presidential presser. You know, all of that is true. And the, the percentages, that's an interesting point that we have to be careful with the with the percentages. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Call them today, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. All your heating needs, give them a call today. Remember what Coog says. Look for them on Facebook, 401-732-6562. Gas boiler, oil boiler, uh, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Look for them on Facebook. And then the website is R.E. Coogan Heating.com. Folks, as always, uh, visit the website, depetro.com. And don't forget to Petro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Listen, it is a great real estate market if you have the right person. Pat Elston services all of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. So, folks, you can hear uh, that people are, and rightfully so, uh, uneasy about what Governor McKee is going to announce tomorrow. And, but that's, well, the whole thing of the Donald Ross course. And so now they're trying to say that Donald Ross was a white supremacist. Therefore, they should just pave over. The whole thing just seems um, really uh, ludicrous to me. But uh, a lot of unease within the business community. On what Governor McKee is going to do. Now, one thing that um, I, I want to mention right now, um, I'm also just looking at something. What's your biggest concern? Prices, the economy, inflation, crime is concerning. That's what people are concerned about, right? That's what people are concerned about. People are learning to live with with the virus. Um, they, they, they are living with the virus. Now, the CDC said that Biden promised to shut down the virus. Now the CDC says it won't happen. Well, folks, when they start talking about we need to slow the the curve and and slow the spread and this other type of thing. Kids 5 to 11 now need proof of vaccine to dine out and see movies in New York City. Well, again, I don't think that that is going to continue when the new mayor comes in. I don't. I think anything that's going on like that is because of the the mayor of New York City right now, Bill de Blasio, who's who's going to be uh, leaving. Let me also just read. It's almost like COVID is seasonal, like every other virus on Earth. That's true. COVID cases in New York are now up 58 percent since Thanksgiving. That's up from 43 percent just last week. It, it is like that. It is, in fact, like the seasonal flu. And what what can you do to cut down on seasonal flu? Now, I um I also see, let's see, Governor McKee, it's been one year since the first COVID vaccine was administered Rhode Island. We've come so far, 87% of adults now fully vaccinated. Let's keep going, get vaccinated. If you already have get the booster. So that is from 
from uh, the governor, who is going to speak uh, tomorrow. Now, you know, maybe uh, on on the one hand, um, he, how about this? The governor of Colorado, the emergency is over. It's their own darn fault if the unvaccinated get COVID. Um, so, you know, so there's that. Uh, that's that's one way to approach it. That is certainly one way to approach it. That, uh, and and I think a lot of people feel that way. Now I am seeing some people that are, you know, social media is always a good uh, thing sometimes to kind of follow up with where people are. And, um, and and I am seeing some people. For instance, comedian Charlie Hall was in the hospital and he uh he apparently was was battling covid and i think he i think he said that he even was vaccinated so you know what what do you i don't know what the answer is on um something like that charlie hall thanks to all my well wishes comedian great staff at kent county hospital held my hand i battled covid pneumonia for 10 days or so after thanksgiving yes i was vaxxed and despite that, a ventilator almost had to be used, but I got lucky. So still recovering. So he had uh, COVID pneumonia, which which is out there. Listen, folks, there's a lot of viruses out there. There's a lot of viruses that are out there. Uh, a lot of the same things to me still apply, such as you need to wash your hands. If people are sick, they need to stay home. It's a problem if people are not following some of the established guidelines that we have. It is definitely a problem if people are not following many of, if people are going to work sick, it's a problem. If people are going shopping while they're sick, it's a problem. People need to get tested. You know, so much of this is just you have to be careful dealing with the general public who doesn't you know, follow basic directions. Uh. WNRI Woonsocket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, W260 DC.